Welcome to the Crave Magazine Podcast, feeding your soul with art. What is life if you don't have art? Give your art to the world because the world needs that. Embrace mentors. Look at the people who have already done what you've done. If you have enough discipline and enough focus, then you're able to achieve what you want to achieve. Sometimes you have to stand out to fit in. All right, I am here today with Heidi Trellstad. She is the co-owner of Chef Sugar's Cakes and Confessions in Colorado Springs with 18 years experience as a pastry chef. But today, we're here to talk about her modeling career, which she has been involved in most of her life. Heidi is a Cravit girl, and you can see all of her images on our website in conjunction with this podcast. And we're really excited to hear her story. So Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So we always start off with an inspiration, something that inspires you, whether that's an artist or whether that's a quote or a book or a movie or just something artistically that has inspired you throughout the years. Oh boy. I feel, I feel like I'm super inspired by so many things, so I don't know that I could hone in on any particular artist. Um, but... I will say that something that sort of resonates with me for my whole entire life is that happiness is beautiful. And that was told to me years and years ago that, you know, happiness is what makes people beautiful. And beauty comes in so many shapes and sizes and forms and ages and things like that. But um, when people are happy, beauty really shines through them. And so I think that's something that's always been important to me. And that's something I use in my modeling and in my baking career and all throughout my life is to bring out the happiness which then shines beauty. How do you use that in your modeling career? Well, How and, have you tapped into that happiness and beauty? Yeah, so um, I guess that that's a really good segue into the weight loss that I've uh, gone through over the past many, many years. I, I think I, I hit a point in my life where I just woke up one day and I just had a revelation that from that day forward, I was going to spend the rest of my life seeking to be better, um, a better version of the woman I was yesterday, and to focus on learning to seek out happiness, because happiness, I believe, is a choice, and that's something that I try to seek out every day all the time. That day, about six and a half years ago, when I had that sort of wake-up call, I was like, you know, I... I've always been a really happy person, a really sunshiny sort of individual, really positive and that type of thing, but I think just the stresses of life and that sort of thing had kind of gotten me to a place where I was like, wow, I'm not quite as happy as I could be, so I'm not really sure how to get to where I want to be, but I think I'm going to focus on the outside and work from there and see where it takes me. And so I dove into a huge process of losing half my body weight over the course of about three and a half years. Um, and never really meant to lose that much weight. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm sort of an overachiever, and I, when I tackle a project, I just dive right into it, and I guess I didn't really realize how capable I was of everything that I have been able to accomplish, but um, in doing so, I really just gained this empowerment, I guess, and not that weight loss makes me happy over anything else in life, but it is certainly a segment of it. And I think that's sort of what segued me into modeling again, because I used to model when I was a kid, but I had taken many, many years off. And through the weight loss, that's actually what brought me back to modeling. And for me, it's sort of like a, a celebration of what I've accomplished modeling. 
so take, take us back a little bit. I'm very interested to hear more about the weight loss, but take us back to like the modeling and like, how did you get started? Where, did your parents put you into modeling? Or tell, yeah, give, take so, us that journey. so my mom, when I was a kid, my mom used to model for the department stores and stuff like that. We came from a little tiny, uh, tiny little town and one of the bigger cities near us, they would have model calls for different fashion lines and stuff like that. And so she used to do it. And so I'm not sure where along the line she decided for me to do it. But at some point in time, she decided to put me on the runway, too. Model too. Yeah. And so it was super fun. And uh, I loved it. I've, I've been a fashion lover for my entire life. So I was super excited about the clothing. And it was fun to meet the new people and get all dolled up and go to the salon. And they do my hair and all that sort of thing. And it was just really fun. I How old were it. you at that age, do you think? I was maybe like six-ish, Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. And then take a yeah so um did some runway work throughout the different years and it was kind of cool because sometimes they would pay me with clothing which was very exciting <laughs> so I loved that so that kept me motivated anyway so did a bit of that throughout the years and then when I was in college I did some uh, spokes modeling for some beauty companies who hired college kids to come in and work trade shows and things like that to show off their product line and, and that sort of thing so uh, I did that just for for extra money, for fun, to get me out of the you know kitchen and that sort of thing, because I was in culinary school at the time. But I would fly out to New York Fashion Week and you know Miami and all these different fun places. They would fly me out, and I would do spokesmodeling for them, and it was a blast. I had a fun time doing it, and you know it introduced me to a lot of different people and different things, which was awesome. And then from there, I sort of stayed involved in the beauty industry in different ways, um, not in the front of it being a model but in the back of the house operations of it as I became the um, COO of a cosmetic company at one point in time so I would still continue to go to fashion week and all these different amazing fashion uh, events and things throughout the country but I was not modeling at the time I was doing all of the operational stuff behind it so I've always kind of kept involved in some way or another but had taken a large break from the modeling aspect of things until the last few years here. So I'm moving into the weight loss, and as a model, you you weren't heavy as a child or as a not as a tiny kid, not as a tiny kid. No, so I guess I my weight loss started to occur in like junior high. I guess is when I'm sorry, weight gain rather. Sorry, uh, started to kind of come on in junior high and high school, and then I maintained, you know. A huge <laughs> figure for about 20 years. So, so did you model as a plus size model then, or when you were modeling? The spokes modeling, yeah. Yeah, you're plus size. Yeah, was considered plus size. Yeah, yeah. Which is, do you know what that is in today's world? In oh, in today's world, what like a plus size model is considered. Yeah, like an eight or ten, like which is not really that big. No, <laughs> no it's not very big. No. It's like a size 20 though. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so. About that. how did you end up? How did you end up becoming a size 20? You know, I. Th- I mean, genetics play a role for sure. So, I mean, you know, I think we are predisposed at least a little bit as far as our bodies are concerned, how we react to foods and inactivity or activity, etc. So, I mean, I, you know, a lot of my family members have weight issues as well. And so I, I knew that this would be something that I would struggle with. I, I never understood why growing up my friends were all super tiny and they would eat the same things as me or maybe even worse than I did. And yet they stayed little and I was always way bigger. So I never really understood that. 
And, and actually, I never really ate very badly either, which is kind of a shock. So when I started working with a personal trainer, she was like, you don't eat enough, which was shocking to me because I'm like, how is it possible? I'm a size 20. Like, how is it possible that I'm not eating enough? So I was eating all the wrong things, too, too small of an amount of the wrong things, and I wasn't active enough. Right. So it's interesting how that all plays a role. And so what dress size or how big do you think you were when you were kind of at the height of your model? In the last few years? What, no, uh, younger, when you're in college, when you're younger, and you said you like New York Fashion Week and those kind of things. I guess what I'm getting at is, like, you modeled as a plus-size model or a bigger model. You want a size zero or a size two. And right. And so that, I think for, especially here in America, a lot of, most of Americans are overweight. Right. And so while that's not necessarily healthy and not necessarily ideal, it still says, hey, oh, you yeah. can be productive and you can live a great life. And oh, you yeah. And also model yeah. and you can... You can do amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No. And that's the thing is I, I, that's where I go back to happiness is beautiful Mm -hmm. because I was a very happy size 20. I was not a woman who hid behind myself and, and was shy and, you know, upset with life or hated myself. That's not what I was at all. In fact, I was bubbling with excitement for life and I never skipped a meal. So I certainly (laughs) wasn't. Certainly wasn't like starving or Love anything me. like that. So I mean, you know, I was a very happy individual. I made the most of life for sure. And yeah, I mean, I was involved in Fashion Week and things like that at a size twenty. So I mean, that is that's incredible. I wasn't walking the runways at that size, of course, but I was involved in the you know other aspects of the business, and it was exciting to me. It was fun. So what was the point where you decided that hey, I need to look at my weight, or maybe I should think about yeah. So, My weight is a health issue. Yeah, so when I was 30, um, I just had my wake-up call. I woke up and I was like, you know, today's the day I change. Like, I've, I wasn't unhappy as a size 20. I certainly wasn't, honestly. But I was like, you know, today I change. Today and, and every day moving forward, I'm just going to change. I'm going to change every aspect of my life that I can to make it better, happier, more positive in whatever way I can, whether that be tackling weight issues or tackling heart issues or, you know, something with my mind or my spirit, you know, there's always something that we can work on. So that was the day that I decided today's the day I'm starting. So I don't know what it was. I don't know that there was necessarily anything in particular that really triggered that. I will say I filmed a, I filmed an episode of uh, Food Network Challenge uh, right before that time. And so seeing myself on TV, I suppose, was a pretty good wake-up call, okay. to be honest. you know, It wasn't like a, like a health thing where your doctor said, oh, no. lose weight. No, in body. fact, I, I was incredibly healthy. Most doctors were like, your blood work's perfect. Everything is, you're super healthy. I mean, aside from the being overweight, you are very, very incredibly healthy. How long did it take you to lose the weight? About three and a half years. And how much did you lose? 140 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of weight. That's a whole person. <laughs> me but it's almost me <laughs> Small person. Did you, and then you said you got behind the scenes worked for a cosmetic company for a long time yeah how many years did you take a break from being in front of the camera do you think as a model yes oh boy um maybe five-ish years okay. or so okay so it wasn't a huge time but it was a period no. of time where you yeah were yeah okay and and just for anyone listening we're doing this interview at Chef Sugars, <laughs> so they might hear the mixer in the background. Sorry. Or the other side. So we're sitting in the lobby of Chef Sugars. Um, 
trying to make it as quiet as possible, but <laughs> I can hear that mixer. But back to the modeling. So you took about a five-year break, yeah. and then you came back in and decided you wanted to start again. Um, no, I didn't actually. Okay. Yeah. Tell so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. So the gym that I was training with, that was helping me tackle, you know, this physical issue, um, they were at the time every year they would do a runway show, but the runway show was based on their body transformations. So it's really kind of cool. It wasn't like a fashion-based runway show, which was new to me. Okay. It was based on like before and afters. And some of these women still, you know, they had lost 20 pounds or 100 pounds or you know, still had a journey ahead of them, but they just really wanted to showcase what they had been capable of doing. So the they would show, yeah, so yeah. they would show a before picture and then they would come out on the runway and then show their after, which is really cool, like really fun way of like showcasing somebody on a runway. Because yeah. I was so used to like size zeros walking a runway in fashion, you know, so kind of neat to see all these different women and men different ages, different body types, etc., showing off their progress. So they asked me to be involved um, and to do this show with them. And at the time, I had only been training with this gym for maybe six months. And so I, I was apprehensive because I wasn't quite finished with the process. And so I didn't, I was like, well, I'm not done. So I don't really know that I'm the best candidate to walk your runway. And they said, no, 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 we, we want to showcase what you've done so far. So oh, you've already okay. lost like 65 pounds. Like, we want to show that, you know, even though, even though you're intending to go further with this, like, we, we still want to showcase this because it's awesome. And this event also helps reach other people in the community. So they had a lot of news coverage and things like that. So they were like, we want you to share your story because yeah. this will help someone else. So I thought, well, okay, sure, I'll do it. So then I didn't tell anyone I had any background in modeling or... <laughs> working runways or you know coordinating and that sort of thing so um as we were there of course you know runways never really turn out how they're supposed to nothing right. ever goes on time like right. there's chaos in the back you know it's all just it's it's a mess until you finally hit the runway right. and so since things were sort of falling apart i was like you know i could maybe be a little bit helpful <laughs> so i sort of jumped in and helped sort of wrangle everybody and got everybody organized and showed everybody how to walk and stuff like that. And they were like, hey, how come you know how to do this? And I was like, well, I used to do this sort of stuff. So I sort of know how. So anyways, I, I kind of led the team anyways and, and had a blast. It was super fun. Turned out great in the end. And then the photographers that were there covering the event, they were like, wow, you were awesome on the runway. Holy cow, this is terrific. Have you done this before? And I was like, yeah, I, I used to. I just haven't done this in a long time. And they were like, well, you're a natural out there. Like, this is terrific. Like, we'd love to interview you and do a photo shoot in the future to really showcase this. And I was like, you know, I'm going to say no for this period of time, but maybe as I'm further in the process, maybe I'll dive back into it. I'm not really sure yet. So, you know, give me some time to get me in order first, and then sure. we'll go from there. And then speed up to a little while later, my trainer at the time, she, uh, she said, hey, there's this, this rockabilly festival coming up. They have a runway show. You should do it with me. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, it's a pinup competition. And I was like, pinup competition? I'm not one of those bombshells. Like, I'm not doing that. And she was like, no, no, it's perfect. It'll be great motivation for both of us. We'll let this motivate us to do awesome at the gym together. And I was like, okay, well, if you do it, I'll do it. So I signed up for this pinup competition. And then, of course, she bailed at the last second. Pretty, like, in it. I had my I had everything planned out, like hair and makeup, this and that. 
So I ended up doing this pinup competition and runway show, even though she didn't go and I did it. And it was just so exciting to, you know, like it was just so fun to be back on stage and back in front of cameras and stuff like that. And again, the photographers that were there were like, oh, you're so fun. Like, we want to work with you. And so I was like, you know what? I do love this. I miss this. Like, I want to get back into this. And so from there, it just sort of trickled out. And I just had more people contact me for different events, runway shows, photo shoots, jobs, etc. And then here we are. How long ago was that? Rock Rockabilly? So I feel like maybe three and a half years ago ish in that ballpark yeah you're dressed kind of rockabilly today <laughs> a little bit <laughs> or like a gondolier <laughs> possibly yeah <laughs> too bad people can't see Heidi here but you guys can check out the pictures and so you said you weren't quite you didn't feel like you're quite at the weight that you wanted to be then you were still like uh, uh, at, about at, no at at the rockabilly festival I was down I was down to like a size two okay so I was tiny okay. for sure you kind of hit that yeah I'm feeling pretty good about yeah, yeah, no, I felt good, yeah, yeah. What are some other successes that you had kind of along your modeling career, like even as a child yeah. or recently? So, so lots of publications. I would say, you know, even though I, I'm busy running a business, like I have a, a, an adult real job, <laughs> even though I'm busy doing that, I try to shoot as much as possible and take as many jobs as I can just because it's so fun. Yeah. It doesn't seem like work to me. And it's also my escape from the kitchen. Because okay. in the kitchen, you know, I'm just a dirty kitchen girl Slinging whipping up sugar. stuff. Yeah, powdered powder sugar, and you know, I mean, it's not pretty. So I like the, you know, the hair and makeup and the clothing and all that sort of thing. So um, I, I do shoot as much as possible, take as many jobs as I can. And I probably typically end up with a dozen or a couple dozen publications in a year, which is pretty good. And, and then runways, I don't do as much of. I, I prefer shooting over right. runway right. <laughs> but but if it's like couture i'll totally do it <laughs> so i do some couture shows and then uh steampunk has become one of my favorites too so yeah. I've, I've done a lot with steampunk as well which is pretty fun okay. so that's kind of neat too what, what percentage of these shoots and these shows that you're involved in are, are paid versus you do it just because you love it uh i would say maybe 60 percent is trade and the rest is paid okay yeah all right so you're getting paid work at it yeah. As well. okay. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I, some of the some of the stuff I get paid for is really unique, actually. Yeah. I think one of my favorite jobs so far was last summer. I got hired as a model who could deal blackjack at a Great Gatsby party. Okay. And it was so fun. And so I just had to dress up like a flapper. Right. And show up and just be pretty and deal blackjack. It was so fun. So you actually did deal? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I didn't really know a ton of what I was doing, but, but it was fun. 21 wins. Yeah. So the weight, I want to go back to the weight loss for a yeah. minute, or the weight itself. Um, normally I ask artists what challenges they've had, and I, I would think that the weight gain or having that weight over a period of time would have been a challenge, but yeah. it sounds like you still were able to maintain a modeling career even yeah. as a heavier model. Yeah. So what, what were some challenges around that? Or, or around modeling that so yeah I mean it's in this industry you know a zero or two is ideal so I mean right now I'm a four so I mean I'm up a little from what I normally like to be but at the same time I I also find that there are plenty of opportunities um, for different body types and things like that so 
I don't know. I think maybe the world is changing just a little bit. I know Paris just passed a rule recently. I'm sure you heard. Um, no? Yes. Okay. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so they, they actually have to have doctor approval for their um, BMI and stuff like that. So they're trying to get away from, you know, models who have issues with anorexia, bulimia, Starving you know, yourself. yeah, and, and it's, and it's hard, I, I will admit that over the years, I, I've tried anorexia, bulimia, I've tried every pill, every program, every everything that's on the planet, absolutely, over the years, for sure, I think I bought my first diet pills in, like, sixth grade. Really? Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I, I understand the struggle, it's, it's hard. So you realize, like, even in sixth grade, that the world looked at and maybe you differ a little differently because you were heavier than other kids and you, yes. you felt like you needed to do something about that? Yeah, absolutely. But then you continued on with a modeling career, sixth grade is what, like 10, 12 years old? Yeah. So I didn't do any modeling through that period though. Okay. Yeah, so it was when I was a kid. I modeled maybe like six to 10-ish. Okay. And then and you started back again in college. Yes, correct. But you were also heavy in college, right? Yes, correct. And so did you, did you, um, like, did you have mental challenges with yeah. I'm a heavy woman and the world thinks I should be skinny and I'm here I'm getting modeling jobs. Like that's yeah. a contradiction. Yeah, it is. It's it's not super easy. Um I don't know. I, I feel like I've been super blessed. I, I don't really know why or how these opportunities come to me. I really don't, honestly. Like even now, the jobs I get paid for, it sort of baffles me. I'm I'm excited. It's awesome that so many people have interest in me modeling for them. I, I don't really know why I deserve it or anything. I mean, it's awesome. I love it. So I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it is difficult because there is, there's a predisposed idea that you have to be a certain size and you have to be a certain look in order to model. But in reality, I feel like anybody could model. I feel like everybody is beautiful in their own right. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. As a photographer, I've always figured, I've always thought it was like, as a fashion photographer, it was my job to bring that beauty out, capture that beauty, the beauty's there, you just have to find it. And a lot of people don't know how to find that within themselves, right. so you have to bring it out, yeah. I think that goes back to your initial inspiration, that yes. happiness comes yes. from Yes, yeah, but then, yeah, <laughs> happiness is beautiful. Happiness is so, beautiful, So, yeah, yes. if, if people yeah. are happy, they're beautiful, so, but then it's, it's finding that inner happiness, it's going beyond the normal, you know, and being okay with yourself at either size, size 20, like I said, I was happy as a size 20. And then I was happy as a size two. So what made you decide that you needed to lose a whole person in weight? I, I didn't. I, I thought maybe I'd get down to like a size 12 or something. Well, what you know, made you like, decide you need to just lose weight in general? Like if you were happy as a 20, you said the doctors said that overall you were healthy. Yeah. What was it? That I was, but I just wanted to change. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, of course, yeah, I, I was content as a size 20, but I would have preferred to be smaller I mean obviously you know I I want to be fit <laughs> I mean, like, okay. you know like I mean I, I think everybody wants to fit easily into an airline seat and you know I mean right. like there's there's you know like fit easily find clothing easily like it's harder to find clothing as a size 20 like there's not as many fashionable options available so me right. being fashion lover I am like it is harder to dress a person that is bigger so it's you know Nowadays, it's easy to go find clothing. I can find, I find too much clothing. It's a matter of narrowing down, like, what can I actually afford? You know? So, yeah. When you said fit, it's like, I also thought of, like, fitting into societal norms here in the yeah. West, here in America, like, being skinny and that kind of stuff. Yeah. When did you feel like you were at a weight that was, 
like how long ago did you feel like okay this is a weight that I can maintain and it's a weight that I feel really really good at and I still don't feel like I've made it to that point <laughs> um, so I mean I I think I will I, I'm going to back up by saying that when I was down to a size two or even a zero for a small period of time it was very difficult for me to maintain that so that meant working out for two hours a day six days a week and when I say work out I'm not talking about like get on the treadmill for a little while. I'm talking about flipping tires, doing deadlifts, like burpees by the 200s at a time. Like I'm talking like real hard workout. Like I am, I'm not talking about just your average, like maintaining sort of workout plus team that with very clean eating. Like I basically eat chicken and veggies 24 seven. So I certainly could (laughs) benefit from like a scoop of ice cream every once in a while or a slice of pizza. But then I got to a point where it was like, well, I'm missing out on a lot of life. And that's the difference. When I was a size 20, I lived life fully all the time. I ate what I wanted. I traveled where I wanted. I did whatever I wanted. And, you know, being maintaining a size 2, I had to spend every day working and working out and eating perfectly. And it is awesome. The results are awesome. You know, I really love my body at that stage. But at the same time, it's like, but I'm missing out on so much because I don't ever give myself anything. So now I'm trying to sort of get to a place where I can maybe work out less than two hours a day, you know, six days a week and just sort of maintain what's healthy and what my body is comfortable with. So I've gone up a size, but I'm not working out like a crazy person anymore, which is awesome. How often do you work out now? Uh, About three days a week. Okay. Yeah. What do you love most about being a model? Uh, I love feeling beautiful in the clothing and, you know, I mean, it's, I'm a girly girl. So, (laughs) so so I, like I said before, I love the idea that I can get out of the kitchen and sort of, you know, covered in powdered sugar and that sort of thing. And I can get into a pretty dress and makeup and hair and that sort of thing and feel good and look good. And I love that. Um, I also love that it's sort of like therapy for me. I know that sounds weird, but, what do you mean by that? but so losing that much weight is sort of hard for your brain to really kind of grasp. There's a syndrome called body dysmorphia mm-hmm. and it's where you actually sort of look at yourself and you don't really see what's really there. Right. Um, you see know, yourself either bigger or smaller than what you really are. Right. And so for the longest time I didn't really see the results. So I didn't really believe the results. And so I felt like I just needed to continue, continue to work so hard and do better and try harder. And, and I was a size two, so I was certainly tiny compared to where I'd been, but my brain just couldn't quite get there. And so modeling really sort of helped me kind of grasp the amount of accomplishment that was there. Because we were doing the interview at Chef Sugars, things got a little busy in the bake shop and customers started to come in, and so we had to stop the interview for a minute. But I was asking Heidi advice that she would give to her young self. So let's pick it up there and go with advice that Heidi would give to her young self. I wish I could go back and talk to my junior high self and explain my body and how it handles things different than other people because I never understood it. and. Now I do, and I just wish I had known sooner, but I don't think I would have listened. Yeah. I wish I could reach out to, like, the youth of today and get to some of those girls that are starting to, like, 
maybe be a little bit bigger and you know we do have a lot of weight issues in this country and you know people eat poorly all the time and they're inactive nowadays when i was a kid we ran around outside all the time mom was like go outside and play <laughs> you know like right, but right. i mean now they sit on their computers or on their gaming systems and they just sit like they're sedentary they don't do anything right. so it's no wonder that you know everybody's overweight and stuff like that so but i wish i could reach out to kids and just sort of like help them understand sooner you know, because it's a struggle. It's hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do, yeah. You, do you think that there's a certain amount of irony that um, you went through this process and and now you own a pastry shop? <laughs> Dude, seriously. <laughs> it is it is an amazing test of my willpower every single day yeah. because I don't eat any of it, even though I would like to, certainly. So, yeah, it's like torture every day. Don't you ever dip a finger or any of that kind of stuff? I try not to, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your philosophy on life? Well, I think life is worth living and it's an adventure and we have to take advantage because in all honesty, I could be gone tomorrow. Um, we don't know how long we have on this earth. And so, you know, with that being said, I think that you have to just try as hard as you can to just find the happiness because it's out there. You know, happiness is a choice and seize the day and live life as much as possible. I've done so many things in my life. I have so many stories to tell. I feel like I've lived lifetimes over, but um, I just keep pushing ahead and keep trying for more because there's plenty more out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit at the beginning about an inspiration. What are um, two or three people or artists or fashion models that inspire you? Fashion models? Um, or it could be you know, people in your career or people that you, you know, find yeah. inspiring. Well, I... I'm going to say something that's not involved at all in modeling. My most inspirational person in my life is my mom. Okay. Um, she's quite possibly the most determined and kind-hearted, giving individual I've ever met in my life. I hope to someday be half the servant she is to other people. She spends her life running around the world serving people with disaster relief and that sort of thing and she's such a giver she's an amazing individual for sure and she gave me my hard work ethic she taught me how to go after my goals she taught me how to love myself at a size 20 or at a size 2 she taught me to have confidence in myself like she's been my rock my whole life she's an, an amazing example for sure so she's definitely my biggest inspiration for sure yeah good role yeah. model oh yeah important. yeah totally and then as far as like fashion is concerned, I mean, I could not possibly zero in on one particular designer. I like so many of them. I tend to lean toward the big fancy schmancy couture and ball gowns and things like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd love to just head over to Italy and just drape myself in some gorgeous Italian gowns and that sort of thing, or just land in Paris and just find any fashion available. I don't know. I, I, I can find happiness in simple, cheap items or things that are just lavishly you know decorated and stuff like that too and and of course the um, designer that i modeled for in the shoot for you guys uh Didi from delola couture she has become very near and dear to my heart i'm so That's glad good. that you connected us oh, i am yeah. no yeah she's, she's so wonderful and her work is so wonderful i will say that of all the clothing that i have modeled over all these years and i have modeled a lot of clothing hers i think fits my body better than anything else I've ever been put in. Really? Yeah. There's something about... So the way she cuts and fabricates her designs is just in a way that fits the female form and works with every part of your body. 
Have you modeled for her again or modeled her clothes again since the shoot we did? Yeah, many times, yeah. actually. I did her runway show back in September. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then I've done a couple other things, I think, for her, too. Yeah, cool. uh, Unique Fashion Week, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool, very cool. So in, within specifically in the fashion world or the fashion realm, what are you working on this year? What's what's coming up? Anything new? So, yeah, um, this Sunday I have my first shoot uh, in about six weeks. I take about six weeks off for our busy season at the shop. So I'm very excited to dive in, um, literally. I'm doing an underwater shoot for fashion on Sunday, so okay. that should be super fun. Um, and then I've got lots of different shoots scheduled throughout the summer. You know, some mermaid stuff, some steampunk runway stuff I have coming up, and all sorts of different things. So, lots cool. of different stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I really appreciate you taking the time today. I know you're really busy here in the shop, <laughs> as you can tell. As you can tell on the audio. But any parting words, any last pieces of wisdom, anything you want to share with the Crave audience? I do actually. Yeah. So I just want to say that I I hope that every single person who hears this feels a little hope because. I think that we should all believe in ourselves a little bit more and I think that we should all realize that we have more potential than is possibly imaginable. Yeah. So if everybody could just believe a little bit in yourselves and push forward, I think we could all make this whole world a little bit more beautiful. Oh, I love it. Push yourself a little more and we'll make the world beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Well, we'll finish it there. Uh, thank you so much, Heidi. I really appreciate your time today. and. Um, I guess we'll see you on the runway. Yay! <laughs> All right, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Have you guys checked out Desert Dwellers yet? Please do. DesertDwellers.org is the website, and that song, more than anything, the Love and Light remix comes off their down tempo dub album. Amazing, great stuff. Check those guys out. DesertDwellers.org. Thank you for listening to the Crave Magazine podcast. I am Jim Wills, your host and producer for this episode, and I am on a mission to bring art back to the world. With your help, we can make that happen, so please take a moment to leave a positive review for us on iTunes, and if you like what you heard, even more importantly, tell your friends. If there's something that we can do better, by all means let us know, and if you are an artist or even just want to hear from a favorite artist, well send us a message. We are putting this show out for all of us who love and appreciate the arts, so tell us how we can improve. Remember. Always be good to one another, and of course, take time to feed your soul with art.